Hi, I'm Sug. And I'm Dan. This is the Demystified Zone. A conversation about North Korea, who is watching my every move. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Jay, Dan. Hello. Good to have everyone here again um, in our... DMZ Demystified Studios. Um, we're going to pick up on our last episode about the DMZ itself. Again, yeah. in homage to our name and title, the DMZ, uh, the Demystified Zone. We are going to talk about the dim, the little, demilitarized zone. <laughs> I, can, I can say demystified, but I can't say demilitarized. Such hard words. Why yeah. do we have such hard words? Mm. Demilitarized zone. Yes. Okay. And uh, I was trying to think of a great analogy for this, and this is the best I could come up with here, Dan, is neighbors, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was like thinking for a long, like I have had a lot of neighbors over the years. Mm. There's a stat that my wife and I used to throw out that we've moved nine times in the last like 12 years. Mm. It's almost every year. Yeah. It's and we're 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 old adults now, by the way, <laughs> listeners. I know I sound young and youthful compared to me, but I shouldn't be wandering like this anymore. And mm. no, no longer are we wandering. However, I did move a lot, and every time I move to a new neighborhood, whether it's in Chicago, Burbs, other, um, I like to get to know my neighbors. That's a big deal for me. Mm. I'm not happy. No knock on you suburb guys, because you guys are suburb guys, but <laughs> I was always a little less happy in the birds because everyone can be yeah. so private and like not around outside. Even if they are outside, they're just standoffish. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like those neighbors who just come up and talk, and ch- that's me. <laughs> I come up in your face. I do stuff all the time. I, I offer to help out. Especially if they're old ladies or something, I will always help out. But I like that. I like having like the neighborhood thing. Mm. But I was racking my brain to see, have I ever had a bad neighbor experience? And I couldn't think of one. Really? I think maybe I have been (laughs) to somebody else, but not, you know, unintentionally. how have you been? No, unintentionally, Uh, like too kind. uh, (laughs) Killing (laughs) you with my kindness and my... Weird kind. Yeah, just like my (laughs) wantonness. Like, hey, come over to my house where I'm having a barbecue. And they're like, what? Barbecue? What's that? And like food, you know. Um, But have you had any of those like contentious neighbors? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you have it. You're just like, you're a contentious dude. I, I, yeah, I take things personally. No. Um, so in the house that we lived in before our current one, um, we had these great neighbors is an older couple. Uh, and you know, so, so kind. Like if I would feel pressure to shovel, my driveway because i knew he would do it yeah sort of thing yeah know? yeah yeah that was me i would oh, always see? shovel my neighbor's neighbor. driveway if i was shoveling and yeah. i saw there yeah because you got a window you, you got a window when the snow is soft yeah. and white and it sucks when you stepped on it or your car drove it yeah you gotta hit it then and, and then there. it could turn into ice exactly it's just and a, then it turns into a diamond a slippery basically. slope <laughs> <laughs> slippery and then it turns a yellow diamond once the dogs <laughs> get on it yeah so anyway Great couple, but they moved. In their stead was these bachelors, like three bachelors. Okay. Moved in next door. And, you know, fine. Yeah, it was, it was, they were nice guys until like the second weekend they were there when we realized they have a band uh. and they're practicing on late. Late. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that, yeah. That that'll that, do that, it. that sparked the tensions between our house and theirs. That'll do it. Yeah. In, in the city, and we've been fortunate. We live in the city a lot. Mm. You run into a lot. A lot of our friends have had that, where the mm. unruly neighbors who are just unkind and listening. We, and again, these are not my stories, but we've had friends who their neighbors will like out of spite, leave like a horror movie on full blast 
leave yeah. their house the entire mm. day and just leave it running mm. because they're just annoyed. They're so passive aggressive and they yeah. don't want to, which is terrible. And I'm glad I haven't faced that. But <laughs> And now you're not, you don't have the band boys next door anymore. Right? No, no, we're very spread out now. No. Point is be a good neighbor listener. Yeah. <laughs> don't be like state farm. Be a hell. Oh, thank like you. I was neighbor. trying to think about that. I was like, <laughs> who says that? Is it like McDonald's? Be a good neighbor. So whose tagline is that? Save arm. Right on. Be a good neighbor. Yeah. Y'all, please. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to talk to me. Just be a good neighbor. That's my Consider only it. promo and push today. Because it's so, why? Why? So with, with our, our neighbors, we we called the police on them. Like over. Did the you talk of, to them though first? No. Oh, see, that's what, you got to talk to them first. When you put a face, I feel like once the police routes happen, then you instill a, like an ongoing war, a it, cold it was, war. It was bad, yeah. It was a cold war, right? After. It was a cold war after that. See, yeah. you got to have the face-to-face, which is scary, I know. But if you don't do that face-to-face, which is why maybe I do go to see people. So they put a yeah. face to me and they know that I'm a nice person or I'm a okay per- I'm not a crazy person. And they'll feel bad maybe for not mm. shoveling my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Neighbors, neighbors. Just thinking of the neighbors. Obviously, you know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. The long-standing neighbors of North <laughs> and South Korea, who have been neighbors now for 78 years now. Yeah, neighbors for 78 years, and potentially the worst kind of neighbors up here. <laughs> They've gotten can, into blows. I can. Never They've think dropped of. bombs on each this other. This is. <laughs> this is. Uh, if you think you ever have a bad listener, neighbors, <laughs> I offer you this. Okay, think about Korea as two neighbors, um, and hopefully it makes your situation a little bit more tolerable. Yeah. At least your neighbor is not threatening to drop nukes on you, literally, uh, yeah. amongst many other things. Well, they, they have dropped nuclear waste into the river. That is true. <laughs> They've crapped nuclear things <laughs> into their mouths, literally, into their water streams. Yeah. But not flown yeah, and guess. dropped the bomb. Yeah. This is a different kind of a bomb, little, I guess. Different, yeah. um, so today we're going to talk about, in lieu of the uh, demilitarized zone, infractions of the neighborly line that they've created when is when the neighbor crosses the line (laughs) you know what i'm talking about when like that tree is overgrown and we're going to talk about a tree story today too yes when that tree just encroaches over and your neighbor's like yo get your branch off my yard that's my property there yep big point of contention jay you got any neighbor problems over there what are you living in up there a condo Mansion? No, I'm in a house, but uh, I am for sure the bad neighbor. Oh. What? Yeah. Jay, yeah. come on now. After all you this talk? You have a band? No, I don't have a band, but I disregard a lot of uh, village ordinances. Like? Uh, like? Um, one, for example, I burn my leaves in the fall. What are you doing? Why are you burning stuff? I'm too lazy to put it on in the curb. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do so you get on. dirty looks? No, so I have a lot of trees in my in my property. Yeah. And I put it in the burn pit, and I use a leaf blower to blow oxygen into it to blow it to make <laughs> it burn hotter. <laughs> and I've had the police and fire department called on me by my neighbors multiple times. Mm. Yeah, so the police will show up, and the fire department will show up. But usually, I'm wearing a fire department T-shirt. I work for a local fire department. Yes, and um, it's kind of like a Hey, your neighbor called. Sounds, we know sounds like me. To me, it's an abuse of power, Jay. <laughs> I kind of, but... Um, Just we, because we, you know fire doesn't mean you get to play with fire, okay, Jay? That's true. That is, you're, you're right, absolutely. <laughs> so I've, I've smoked out my neighborhood before by doing it, and uh, the police so get So it's angry. very smoky. It's very smoky, yeah. <laughs> and the police get angry. Neighbors think that there's a house on fire. Oh, I see. It's actually just me being lazy. And um, Jay, Jay, Jay. Yeah. Nothing happens, so I just keep doing it. And <laughs> Nothing, Wow. You were just, you're inciting a lot of, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it today, Jay, and then you're going to see what could potentially happen to yes. you. Yes. Okay. In yeah. the North Korean example here. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully there's no, uh, you know, North yeah. Korean-esque type people <laughs> in your neighborhood. 
uh, you might be inciting. Maybe you're the North Korea. Mm. Well, if anybody retaliates, I sure deserve it. So maybe, <laughs> I mean, I don't mm. know. Yeah. That doesn't make ben. you North Korea. Then. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go through this list. All right, we've got this list. It starts, obviously, if you listen to our other episode about the DMZ, where it came from, a little history there. Uh, we're going to start in the 50s because that's when it was originated. Um, you know what, listeners, something I learned as I was researching this was, you know, we talk about like a lot of the missile conflict and the political, geopolitical conflict Dan and I hear. But this is not new news, Dan. It this is has not. been going on forever. It has these games these neighborly wars it, it's from the get-go basically from the time the neighborhood was established yeah. these two have been going back and forth and i say these two because i know we focus on north korea and how they always send their missiles out they're trying to beat their chest but you know what south korea is not innocent here they've provoked they've done their own share of uh neighborhood warfare <laughs> if i can call it that yeah for sure and what's interesting is back, so we're going to go back the decades here. Early on, it was not missile tactics. It was actually ground tactics mm. and very close encounters. Leaf burning? Leaf burning. Yeah, some might say leaf burning <laughs> where, you know, some people just burn things and other people were concerned and nothing was said about it. And the yeah. police did nothing. <laughs> As in, actually, in this case, the U.S. did do some things. But um, all right, let's go through it. So yeah, we, got, it. we got the 1960s. Okay, the 50s is the establishment, obviously, of the line. Um, things are very hot and heavy, and people are angry um, from the both north and south sides. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of just tension in there. It's a Cold War on another level because um, I, I don't know what... Well, espionage is part of Cold War, too, right? Cold yeah, War tax. So sure. I would just say it is Cold War. Um, but there's a lot of things happening. So just read through this list here. There's a couple of highlights I mean, here. You have to figure that immediately after the Korean War, both sides probably thought that this thing was going to resolve itself, right? Sure. At the 10-year mark, you would still think, hey, maybe we could work it out. But Or, yeah. or it just they thought maybe it was more of like, we got to take things in our own hands. Yeah, exactly. We're going to solve too. this thing. Right. Where, and and you gotta remember the backing parties are in their own Cold War, the USSR and the United States, right? And this is like a microcosm playing uh -huh. out of that, which is really interesting. It's like it's like um, it's like a couple doing improv or something, and in the improv is a microcosm of their own fight. Right, it's like an exaggerated <laughs> version of their own that very. Sorry. That was a very. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Great illustration. Great <laughs> illustration. Improv. I just made it up. Improv comics fighting within their own improv. Yeah, it's meta improv. It's very meta. It is. Um, so we look at this 1960s. The thing that steps up that that stands out to me is it was very in your face back then. Now yeah. that. You know, missiles are, are one thing. That's in your face, too. But it's a little more, like, passive, right? Like, I'm just launching this thing in the air. It's yeah. going to land in the sea, hopefully. Yeah, right. Um, and it's kind of like, oh, no, you didn't. Don't hit that. Don't hit that button. And then they do. <laughs> but this is straight up. Like, tell me what pops out here to you, Dad. Like, what are the, the most egregious um, infractions? And then we're looking at a wiki, by the way of all the by the decades the, the the major incidents and these aren't even all of them by the way incidents between south and north korea uh october 66 to 69 um a series of skirmishes along the dmz results in 75 american and 299 south korean 397 north korean soldiers killed so there was still fighting yeah, in a in a ceasefire, <laughs> in a ceasefire, <laughs> in an armistice like, treaty, yeah. a peace treaty. There's still f skirmishes. Yes, but these are not schoolyard fights where bullies just get punched or kids get punched. These like people, people are, are dying. Are, yeah, they're fighting. Yeah, those are real. I mean, the, the, all right, another one. <laughs> Six South Korean agents crossed the DMZ and accessed a North Korean guard post. In the process, 20 North Korean soldiers were killed. Wow. And one South Korean agent died. That's 
crazy. That's uh, um, why, why did they do that? I wonder. That's uh, the rock right there. Yeah, they infiltrated, uh-huh. they infiltrated Alcatraz and they took people out, and one of them died. Not yeah. exactly the plot of the rock, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. That that's covert action, right? It's there. It's been too long since we've referenced the rock, so we have to we have to bring it back in. We have to bring it back or in. under siege. <laughs> <laughs> also applicable in this situation. Yes, that's six guys, six guys. That's a small, tiny group of specialists going in to do some bad things. Yeah, man. That was what year again? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. The big, the big one. Yes. Nineteen sixty-eight. Yes, and we're going to talk about this. The Blue so, House Raid. The Blue House Raid. Tell us, give us a, a high overlook. What was the Blue House Raid? What uh, is the Blue House? The Blue House is the White House of South Korea. Incidentally, this, this recent uh, South Korean president moved out of the Blue House because it is so tied to so many corruption-related things. Is it actually blue? It's actually blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jay, pull up a picture of the Blue House, please. It's beautiful. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Name your house Blue. Blue House. After our White House. Not Blue House, Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what's on your mind right now? You just put in barbecue. Blue House barbecue. Get that out of your mind. We got work to do. There it is. Okay, yeah, it is blue. Wow, it looks very like um, Asian pagoda yes. style. Which uh, looks cool. Wonderful. I love that. I love this Look design. at all the trees. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so Blue House Raid, 1968. Oh, it's called the Invasion. Yeah. North Korea sent 31 commandos into Seoul in a failed attempt to assassinate President Park Chung-hee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two days later, if that was enough, North Korea seized the USS Pueblo, a U.S. warship in Wonsan Harbor. Not a warship, I'm sorry. It was a smaller ship. These North yeah. Koreans were very... Uh, if you think they're... They're riled up and um, uh, belligerent now. Back then, this is the stuff they were pulling. Yes. And uh, you could see why they're, again, like there's so much emotions around North Koreans and South Korea. I mean, this is, this is why. There's, stuff happens between them. And you look at the dates. We just talked about your thing about the six South Korean agents going across. That was in October of 67. Yeah. The Blue House uh, invasion is January... 17th of 68 so literally one two three months yeah. later however as we're going to get into this um the blue house invasion was under works for like a year the planning of it was for a year so dan i'm going to walk you through this crazy yes, crazy please. operation uh and jay feel free to chime in with your military knowledge on this operation and just you know whatever yeah, whatever you have to add, no leaf burning stories though, okay? Keep it <laughs> keep it down. No leaves. The North Koreans um took uh let's see, I'm looking here real quick. Oh, yeah, so they have like a small contingent of special commandos, thirty one of them. Yeah. And they send them in like covert op style, mm-hmm. crawling through a very specific border section where um there was like a one section here. If you want the details, you can read the whole article. There's tons of articles on this. Mm. There's one section where the, they knew the U.S. command post was the lightest. Mm. So they picked that one crossing. And that night was like a night where they had been observing for like months mm-hmm. that they knew there would only be, I think, two guards, U.S. guards at the actual border. And so... And they watched them and they, they just basically figured like this was uh, the best spot to hit. But on top of that, it was very Ocean's Eleven. They knew that the U.S., uh, there was more happening with the Russia conflict. And they, the U.S. was pulling troops out regularly. Mm. And what was happening is the, not that they had less bodies, but they had less experienced people in these posts now. Yeah. So they would like pull out the top brass and they bring in like the, the backup, the bench. Mm. But then under that too, so that trickled down everywhere where like yeah. it would be really green guys now watching the border and they like would fall asleep or like they wouldn't pay attention to certain things. Right. So the North Koreans knew this because they were watching for so long uh-huh. and observing and they just saw this opportunity happen where like, okay, they just changed everybody out. Like, let's go. Yeah. Throw 31 of these guys literally just crawled right by a station. They cut through the fence and they crawled on their bellies past the station. 
in the night by by the sleeping guard with his feet feet up exactly like, like that's the picture i'm getting. like they don't <laughs> say that explicitly but that's what happened yeah yeah they caught the dude snoozing didn't that happen in terminator it happens in every movie <laughs> every movie unless they just bust through the gate yeah, yeah. you know uh-huh. um wow. so these 31 commandos and their commando because these these are the guys from the video we watched before smashing their face through right. concrete blocks <laughs> with no regard for their face <laughs> right these guys are on like suicide mission yeah they know it too um they go out into the they make it out past the border mm-hmm. and they get into like the mountains outside of seoul i don't know what that's called um and i forget i, I forgot to write that down here in the notes but they basically get out to the mountains mm-hmm. and their goal in all of this is to assassinate the president park Jung-hee. with the um explit their mission orders were that if we do this uh, it'll cause it's like cutting the head off of the snake in their minds yeah that all the people who are for north korea in the south will be able to rise up mm. and then basically they would i can't think of words today but cause there'd be a, there'd be a yeah a revolution yes basically. a revolution uh from within if they did this mm-hmm. sympathizers the, the sympathizers would come forth yeah for north korea so these commandos are up there you're gonna, this is a movie, man. Uh, if, if South Korea hasn't already made a movie on this, I, I need to write a, a script on this. Guess what? This is what foils the commandos. They're literally in the mountains, and some random farmers up there oh, see man. them. It gets better. <laughs> they see them, and the soldiers confront them. And you think North Korean soldiers against South Korean farmers, they're just going to murder these guys and yeah. get moving. They don't. They lecture them. They lecture them on the glories of North <laughs> Korea, and they think we can convince these guys to join us. Yes. This is yeah. This is kind of funny, and, and it's not funny, but it's funny to me. No, it's funny. <laughs> if you've been to a Korean church, it's funny. This is what bit North Korea's bottom on this op, is that they were so adamant on brainwashing all their people and especially their soldiers and how great their country is that's what carried through when they got to the other side they thought they were so superior let me so smart you with they- information <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's like getting into a fight online basically like you're never gonna convince the other side but yet these people are always fighting online and anyway. And they got like called out. It's like they got called out because these farmers saw these commandos <laughs> clearly dressed for invasion. And then instead of taking them out commando style, they decide to go the diplomatic ground and be like, hey, let me tell you about something. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about my friend. Okay? Let me send you a link. <laughs> it's like, I got good news for you today, friend. Comrade, I've got good news for you today. Okay, you're going to hear it. I've got the new Kim Il Sung <laughs> gospel track right here for you. Okay, you're you, my friend, have hit the lottery. Okay, because I'm gonna give you a one-way ticket to paradise. Yeah, and all you gotta do is pretend you didn't see us. That mm. was basically the pitch that they gave right. him. And of course, these farmers probably like <laughs> just grateful <laughs> to be alive, awesome. get away unharmed, uh-huh. and just threaten. They they just. <laughs> He told him, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody you saw us. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And you can come into the paradise of North Korea. Uh-huh. They obviously tell the police. And then all of a sudden, there's like, in Seoul, it's just like this mad look. Could you search. imagine that? Um, Could you imagine that? So, okay. Crazy. Getting to the conclusion here. So the North Korean commandos get into the city, find it very difficult to get to the blue house because everyone's on high alert now. Oh, I wonder why that happened. Um, And they get stopped at a checkpoint 800 meters from the blue house, faltering on answers and questions that were suspicious. Um, A firefight blows out and then everyone runs for the... Runs for the hills at that point. Um, <laughs> well, I wonder what those questions were. <laughs> I wonder what those questions were. They, you know what? I always imagine um, my wife works in uh, stroke and uh, in the medical, and, and they always ask simple questions like, uh, who's the president right now? Uh-huh. Um, and they'll ask like, you know, <laughs> who... To just to test their cognitive ability, if they yeah, can yeah, recall, yeah. Yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was probably. <laughs> it's like the thing. <laughs> it's very simple questions where they're like, "Who is the president of Korea right now?" 
And they're like, <laughs> they don't want to say his name because they're just so loyal. Yeah. And they just blurt out, keep me aside! <laughs> they bust out their pistol. So my wife and I on our honeymoon, we went to Cabo in Mexico. And there's this. we went on this little boat ferry thing where the boat driver, we didn't know this at the time, but he only knew like two sentences in English. Right? Okay. So there was a pelican on our boat and he's like, he made a joke. He's like, that's Mexican chicken or okay. something like that. And my wife and I were like, we're totally naive, right? We're like, oh, really? That's a chicken? And he what? Could, what? He thought it was a chicken. I, I don't, we weren't thinking, but that's what he said. We didn't know it was a joke. And then he clearly knew no English to like back his claim up or whatever, or even say that, that I'm joking. So we're like, really? That's chicken? And he was like, ah. <laughs> that was his, his follow-up. He was like, ah. And then he just drove, drove the boat. We didn't talk after you that. You ruined his joke. <laughs> Your subterfuge was so thin. You ruined his joke. <laughs> That joke was his. That's why he he landed that he landed that joke so many times yeah. until you guys came along. Yeah, Mexican chicken. We should have just laughed and you know. Okay, but yeah. you interrogated. Him like, instead. oh, really? Chicken? What species? Uh, that was it. <laughs> anyway, that's what it was like. They yeah, that's what it was they, like. They showed the they showed the North Korean commando a bird <laughs> and said. Is this a Korean chicken? <laughs> and he went, ah, and pulled out his gun uh, after yeah, exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Jay, have you ever had to interrogate anyone in the military or been interrogated <laughs> by your military superiors? No, no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was going to ask if you had any good questions. You know, yeah. they do that at, at, at uh, customs all the time. You, you ever been stopping? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had any, like, really. There's one. <laughs> The only custom story I have is of a relative of mine. I'm not going to name who. We're traveling back in from Canada, and he has literally what looks like the box from Seven, if you know what I'm talking about. What's in the box? It looks like that box, and there's a pot of tenjang in there. Oh. If you know what tenjang is, it's the taste. stinkiest thing. So it could yeah. be a severed head in there, for all you knew, <laughs> if you didn't know what that smell was. Yeah. And... um this unnamed relative of mine did not, he literally, his aunt, the, 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 the question was simple at customs. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing you say. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That, that also could have been a reaction from the North Korean commandos. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the, Who are you? Uh, 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 run <laughs> it could be like stolen valor that's a common thing people mm. pretend to be military and right, they're actually exactly. not okay yeah to get first class seats on an airplane or and whatnot yeah you have to wear like the uniform and everything yeah, i've never and, heard that stolen valor yeah, it's that illegal sounds, now that sounds terrible yeah. good thing i don't do that <laughs> anymore <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that i said good thing i don't do that all right so this um, Blue House invasion happens in 1968, assassination, a straight-up assassination attempt on the president. This is movie stuff. Um, they get caught. The North Koreans end up killing several South Korean police uh, and military on their way out. And then this manhunt happens where you know they get um, found finally. And, of course, uh, good old North Korea denies. Yes. <laughs> denies all of this. <laughs> These weren't ours. Yeah. This is early on. They, they started this whole uh, dialogue of taking the, taking the high road and be like, no, this is not me. <laughs> I, I didn't do it. Um, yeah. So that's huge. That happens in 1968. Yeah. We get into the 70s, 70s, 80s, 90s, more of the same. All right. And just to give listeners some perspective here, this is not just against South Korea. We kind of hinted at this. This is also against the U.S. Like they're attacking and commandeering U.S. ships, uh, planes. They're they're taking down planes. However, again, I want to be fair here. The U.S. often infringed or made mistakes and crossed over. So, there w- North Korea was uh, allowed technically to shoot 
certain things that are shoot at them mm-hmm. because we made mistakes where we encroached where we shouldn't be. Mm. However, there are some instances where North Korea, you know, really blurred the line on that. Okay. Of course. This is not one of them. This is, <laughs> this is just, a few, uh, just a straight infraction. We're getting to the 70s yes. here. Yes. All right, set us up, Dan. 1976. All right. Uh, a bunch of uh, people from the South, two U.S. officers, I believe, and uh, a group of South Korean soldiers yes. wanted to trim a tree within the demilitarized zone. Yes, in Panmunjom, which we talked about in right. the last part, is the... The, iconic place for the DMZ. The joint security area. Yes, which is kind of like a, a small village size. Right. So they wanted to trim that down for for whatever reason. They called North Korea to get permission, or not permission, but say, hey, we're going to do this. You're not allowed to bring uh, weapons into this area. So they clearly had axes and and other things uh, to just for pruning. And uh, they did that. And for some reason... Tensions escalated, uh, and North Korea basically very, very specific reasons. Actually, if you if you go into it, but I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, Continue, so, finish uh, uh, finish uh, out the overview. I'm giving the overview. Delry, my bad. Yeah. Um. So they uh, they basically massacred these guys, um, and then uh, you the U S and South Korea then retaliated by just basically chopping down the tree and them to do anything again yes that's a great synopsis yeah act it's called the crane axe murder incident because there was an axe murder yeah the u.s led by lieutenant first lieutenant mark barrett and captain arthur boniface Mm. went to this joint area to prune this tree that was blocking view from the south to the north of i think this north korean uh, installation Per their agreements, they were always supposed to announce, I think, when they were going to do something in this joint area. And I think, again, my this is speculation, but I'm sure there's more detail on this, that the American and South Korean side went through the right channels, announced that they're coming, went. They're not allowed to bring guns into this area, so mm-hmm. they only had like hand axes and pruning equipment, shears mm-hmm. maybe. There was a North Korean commander that was kind of uh, infamous for being a rabble rouser, mm-hmm. to put it lightly. A hothead. A hothead. Yeah, there you go. A hothead Korean guy. Hmm. Mm. Sounds... Never heard of that before. <laughs> no way. So this North Korean, it's very, uh, it, it's sad, but very cinematic too, where basically Captain Boniface tells them, it, oh, they're approached by 15 North Korean soldiers along with this um uh, North Korean commander, uh, Senior Lieutenant Pak Chol. Um, Who was nicknamed Lieutenant <laughs> Bulldog. <laughs> Lieutenant Bulldog. Not as good as the Manchurian chi- Tiger. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Your WWE name. Yes. So Boniface does, uh, oh, he did the thing though. He did the thing that no Korean, he just hit the nuclear button on any, any Korean. He mm. turned his back on him while he was talking. Yeah. That seems so basic and childish mm-hmm. for someone to get so irate as to murder people. But just know people out there, Koreans are very prideful people. Yeah. And we're big on our respect. You turn your back on one of them. Not not this Korean, though. I'm okay if you turn your back on me. <laughs> Maybe not Jay, though. He, he'd be burning leaves. So, Jay, if someone turns their back on you while, while you guys are in an argument, what, what are you doing? Um... Does that know. get your blood boil? Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you? I've ever had that before. What about you, Dan? Does it get your blood boiling? When your wife yeah, is like, no, Dan, and turns her back. <laughs> middle, middle, mid-sentence. <laughs> I, I would get mad for sure. I would get... Uh, Rightly so. A lot of people would. Yeah. But anyway, at the worst time, Captain Boniface unfortunately does that. And then here come the axes. The guys come out. They use the axes these guys brought. They picked them because they, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. They were pruning the tree and people were like up in the tree while this was happening, this confrontation's happening. So the U.S. guys don't have their whole back. That's why they get ganged up on so easily. Like 15 guys, there's like five on the ground. Oh, and I there's see. axes lying around the ground because they were doing the work. So the Korean guys just pick up these axes and the axe murders begin. Um, terrible. 
a lot of the Korean guards, the South Korean guards get away, but the two Americans unfortunately pass away. One, um, uh, Captain Boniface is like, he dies immediately because he gets bludgeoned to death. But then um, Lieutenant Barrett escaped, ultimately died from his wounds um, on the way back in. This is (laughs) crazy. Jay, this is what I'm talking about, the leaf burning, okay, man? (laughs) You are going to get a contingent of neighbors that approach you and just don't turn your back on them, please. Don't don't be like, you know what, fire department's on my back and turn away because you're going to get some axes up you. Well, if they do that, then the next time I have to do it, then I'll just bring the whole fire department with me. Oh, Oh, which which is a great segue, (laughs) Jay. Oh, you're going to call the fire department? I am the fire department. (laughs) Well, that is actually what happened. We're mixing sides here. You're the North (laughs) Koreans in my story, but you're making yourself out to be the South Koreans here. But in the actual story, basically, the U.S., obviously one of their own was was brutally murdered. They do this Operation Paul Bunyan. We're not short of our quirky operation (laughs) names in America. And they come and just cut the whole freaking tree down. Yeah. And they do it with while in cut-off T-shirts, flexing after a hard workout because they brought the force. Two 30-man security platoons. Oh, okay. And then they also, like, flew a bunch of, like, routes from their jets from the, from the right. sea, uh-huh. had helicopters flying around. 64-man task force of the 1st Special Forces Brigade company with them with clubs. <laughs> Because, you know, we're going to respect the no guns rule. (laughs) If this is going to be a real fight, we're going to respect the rules, right? We're just going to be in the clubs. Yeah. Crazy. So they they overdid it. Oh, yeah. They flexed As a show of force, obviously. Not, you know, as a reaction. But, yeah, they they brought the, the big guns without bringing the guns. Not that I'm recommending this, Jay, but... You, you could do that. You you could bring your guns, which is your fire bro bros out there. Shout out to fire bros if they're listening. Yeah. Um, you know, get some cut off t-shirts maybe. Yeah. Let the guns loose. Yeah, definitely. And then do a huge leaf burning yeah. in the middle of the street though. I would do a show of force leaf yeah. burning. And then axes. Fireman. It'll be like a sexy fireman calendar, but more serious. Yes. Everyone will have like no shirts on, but they're wearing the pants and the suspenders. They're yeah. going to hold axes. Uh-huh. And we're gonna light that, and then they're gonna watch pile. me blow the leaves and yes. burn the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and you also will be in no shirt with your leaf blower running mm. around blowing the leaves up. Yes, looking at the wall of neighbors. Mm. Yeah, this is a great lesson for you, Jay. Yeah. I appreciate this. This moment. <laughs> all right, that's the seventies. Let's yeah. keep moving here. We we got we. This is we could talk about this all all day. All people. day. There's man. so many in, crazy infractions, but we want to talk about the tunnels. Yeah. Tell us about the tunnels, Dan. This is an ongoing one. This isn't one decade. This is like yeah, ongoing till today. They North Korea um North Korea is always constantly building tunnels from North Korea into South Korea. And uh South Korea has found them underground. They're 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 building them basically into Seoul in the case of uh of you know War. If war breaks out, uh, they will be easily able to send soldiers in the middle of their metropolitan center uh, to cause chaos. Yeah, there was some stat. So a lot of these tunnels are hundreds of feet below the ground. They're about two meters wide, which is just like a door, a hallway basically. And there was some stat that they they estimated if these tunnels were to work. Because they, they they land like, again, just for reference, Seoul is not far from the DMZ. Am I right, Dan? Very close. Like we're talking about miles. Yeah. Not like hundreds of miles. I think it's like 25 to 50 miles. Okay. Not far at all. Mm-hmm. That they could invade Seoul with like 100,000 troops within an hour yeah. through these tunnels, which is insane to me. Yeah. It's also insane how they discover these tunnels, which is like... <laughs> They're being the not so. Um, uh, Was there a farmer down there as well <laughs> with his cattle just underground? There was a sewage guy, a sewage guy working down there. <laughs> uh, he just like 
something's off today. <laughs> something's off. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, there was a lot of booms basically that soldiers uh, were hearing, yeah. and they felt it too. They would like feel these like very um, distinct uh, tremors, uh-huh. and then after uh, we're talking about 155 miles, so we're talking about 155 miles of land that they can cross from. Yeah, and these tunnels are being dug hundreds of feet below the ground, which again points to the just the resolve and maybe even the craziness of the North Koreans <laughs> of how far they're willing. Can you imagine your neighbor <laughs> like, who's Boring, really yeah. irritated with you spending months <laughs> digging <laughs> in their own backyard yeah. just to, so that they can infiltrate your yard? Yeah, they end up in my crawl space or something. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's what they're shooting for. Yeah, and not only that, they want to send home over their whole family. Yeah, so they're making right, this thing right. like big enough to invade your house, not just do something to it. Jay's like, "Why are all these leaves in my crawl space?" <laughs> it's a subtle revenge. Yeah, thing. or he's like, "Why are there this, this like a lot of tremors these days as I burn <laughs> my leaves? I've noticed my leaf pile is not burning so peacefully anymore." Um, Crazy. So they found. They speculate. Well. At the largest range, they say there's hundreds of these tunnels, but they found around 20 mm-hmm. um, or 17, I think it was. Yeah. So can you imagine finding 17 tunnels on your side of the property line? Like just by poking down and saying, oh my gosh, there's a tunnel here. Um, and one of them was very, uh, the, the third tunnel is the, that, that uh, article I put up there, Jay, is the one that was like the most controversial because again another american passed away as they were inspecting it there were north koreans down there while they were doing it and they set off some charges um and it killed uh, one u.s army corps engineer and injured it actually killed a lot of south koreans too that were assisting in that op um so this is you know tunnels i'm glad we've left this but honestly i feel like North Korea is just waiting for us to forget about the tunnels. <laughs> like, I almost feel like the missiles are a head fake to tunnel warfare again, which, by the way, exists now because of this. We have yeah. a, a we have a department called like tunnel warfare. So, I mean, this is North Korea's strategy as they were working their way up to the nuclear weapons. Meaning, they knew that without nukes, they were vulnerable. But they were sort of holding a gun to Seoul's head, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay, if you want to fight, then we, you know we have some tunnels. You don't know how many. You know we have all these short-range missiles. It's going to be a b- bloody fight. Is it? How worth it is it for you to start something with us? Yeah. You know it's not going to be good. Yeah. How worth it is it, right? Yeah. And that's how they sort of kept everyone at bay. Right, it's kind of like Joker opening his his cloak with all the grenades that he's controlling. You I know? like how you said cloak. Yeah, he op- <laughs> oh, sorry, he opened his coat. Right, there's all these grenades hanging. He's like, ah, 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 don't get too close. I mean, that's exactly what North Korea has done. It's like the suicide bomber, effect. right? Like they they will. Their their bluff, and maybe it's not a bluff, is that like I have nothing to lose. I'm crazy. I yeah. will come over there. Uh-huh. I don't care if you have better weapons than I do. I'm crazy. I'm yeah, we'll, we'll send if hundreds we of thousands down, of human yeah, bombs over right, my way. Exactly. Yeah. If we go down, we're taking a lot of your guys with us. Yes. Basically. There yeah. was um in one of these articles I was reading about the reason why the North Koreans stopped or what we think they stopped, the tunnel warfare was because they realized once they got over and saw more of the South Korean side that our ground forces were far more advanced than theirs. Mm. Meaning if it got into a fisticuffs mm-hmm. in your face um, ground battle, uh, the North Korean, even in that one incident with the Blue House, right, they were using like these submachine guns from mm. like World War One, Like wow. they were really antiquated and like... and. And like they saw that like the South Koreans just had like way more advanced weaponry. Yeah. Everything was just more modern and advanced. And that kind of scared them actually. Mm. That like that's why they're going into missile right. um defense missiles versus right. um, this ground game. But to our to your point, 
they're still raising up the crazy special forces that are going to smash their faces through bricks and like yeah. be impermeable to pain and, and do whatever it takes, right? Because right. they have the largest special forces in the world right. with over, I think, 200,000 it is. Like, I mean, I think they've gamed it out, right? Mm. And they realize that for these politicians, right, if you want to start something, then on your hands will be the blood of hundreds of thousands of lives, perhaps. And yeah, you might beat us, but do that calculus in your head and is it worth it for you? Mm. No, no one would take that gamble, which is why it's been a stalemate for all these years. It's, you know. Here's the million dollar question, Dan. <laughs> How do we get our neighbors to stop digging and, and <laughs> threatening our yard? How do we do that? How do we become good neighbors after years and years of being mm. content? Is it apple pie at my house? Is it <laughs> Carby barbecue inviting you over to my backyard? Yeah. Do we do it over the fence? Do we take down a part of our fence and set up half a barbecue? I'm just saying food because I think food brings people together. Yes, but, definitely. you know, definitely. we can do it. We can, do, you know, we've been bad neighbors, too. And we, yeah. we like blast K-pop music. <laughs> We're the band. We're the yeah, boy we're band. The band. We're the boy band. We're <laughs> blasting K-pop. We're sending our balloons with propaganda. I mean, North Korea has basically said, could you please turn down <laughs> the music? We are in a neighborhood war like no other right now. How do we end this war? Yeah, that's a great it's question. It's not what Jay's going to do. It's not Jay's idea. We're not bringing <laughs> sexy firemen into this. Okay, that's not going to happen. It's got to be something else. What is it? I'm my vote is food. I think food and yeah. uh, and K-pop, something fun. It's a gradual lowering of the temperature for sure, which is yeah, cultural things. <sighs> <laughs> cultural thing, yeah. Bring food, but you know, maybe we need to set up like a a concert venue In that's half DMZ. on the border. We, yeah. we we you know, and we share we share our music. We don't blast at each other. We're sharing it. And then this is like a big food court right in the middle. <laughs> with Popeyes and... With Popeyes and Nengmyeon, all the good all things. All the classics from in each there. other's side. Heck, we'll yeah. burn leaves together. <laughs> we'll do it together. Bring all your leaves. We'll bring our leaves. We'll do a huge bonfire. It'll be fun. We'll roast stuff in there and eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy that this has been simmering and boiling for 70 years. And it, it's no end in sight. It. And yes, unfortunately, to your point, the most recent are like these drones that come out, the North Korea drones being sent over. One yeah. just flew within range of the presidential, not the blue house, but uh, like the, where he lives or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, and they shot it down, right? Yeah. Well, they tried to. I think, I don't know. I think they got it. Yes. I'm pretty sure they got it. Yeah. So it just keeps advancing. Like now they got drone technology as, they sh as we knew they would. So now drones are going to come over, not these commandos. Not, yeah. They don't have to worry about the farmers giving up their position anymore. <laughs> they got the drones, you know. Yeah. It's just and you know from the even the Chinese balloons that are coming over here, mm. like this is just the neighbor warfare is just continuing to escalate. Oh, Jay, balloons over your neighbors' houses. Oh, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't encourage him. Don't Dr drones. Yeah. You're, drones. You're drones. encouraging him to be the bad guy now. <laughs> okay. He it's needs just, to. Just he fun. just needs to put his lawn out, or not lawn. What, what is it? Whatever, whatever you do in the suburbs, leaves. leaves. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's still escalating. It, yeah, I think 2015. Right. No, there was this one incident where uh, North Korea sent artillery shells over the border. Yeah, I mean, like per the skirmishes, there's, yeah. there's been a lot of misfires. Point is, people. 2010. We're yeah, yeah. same same okay. question from our last episode, but a little different. Okay, I asked in the last one, 50 years, where are we? Okay, yeah, and you gave a very pessimistic <laughs> answer. Where, where did you say we were? 50 years. I with said it's going to be exactly the same. Exactly the same. Okay, more nuanced question. Okay, 50 years. What progress will we have made in 50 years? There's going to be this ongoing negative. We're going to have more of these articles where infractions are made, skirmishes, et cetera, trees cut down. What's happening? Good stuff. Who else is crossing that line other than Donnie? 
hopefully, yeah, hopefully there will be more engagement at least. If not uh, politics, culturally, like we've been talking about, uh, hopefully there will be more business ties between the South, North and South. I mean, that even that it's it's like a fool's gamble because like as we established, the regime gets that cash and they put that towards n- nuking themselves up, which escalates the tensions even more, right? So it's it's a very complicated situation, but I hope that slowly there are more exchanges, there are more cultural exchanges, uh, family reunions could continue, travel, some sort of tourism could happen. I don't know, man. I, I hope that that there are more exchanges, but even those exchanges are fraught with with problematic exchanges of money that will go to the military. Mm. What do you What do you think? I know. I mean, I I think the same. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be this physical line that gets crossed. It's gonna be the uh, World Wide Web line, the cyberspace mm. line that crosses first, where mm. we're able to share. And other than them stealing through espionage. <laughs> Um, IP and other cryptocurrencies, <laughs> there will be an exchange of cultural things and information, hopefully, that in this world of that's very small now of communications, I think, I hope that there are bigger uh, leaps there uh, mm. culturally. I don't know. I can never say for sure, but I, I do think there are signs of that. So. Hmm. Let that be a lesson to you, Jay. Okay, reach out to the people in your neighborhood. Email them. Host a barbecue. Don't burn leaves. Burn meat and invite them <laughs> over. Don't burn leaves. Burn meat. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna exactly. make a T-shirt. Oh. Burn leaves. No, burn meat, not leaves. <laughs> Hey, listeners, if you're enjoying the podcast or becoming more interested in North Korea, or maybe you're just feeling generous right now, please leave us a review and share it with your people. It'll help us to continue to grow this show and spread awareness about North Korean refugees and all that is going on over there. And it'll also help prove to my umma that my career choices were right. Right.